0: Hello Internet, you have James Baker here with uh, your friend Joaquin Rosales, attorney at law, immigration master, expert, of all things, and today I want to talk about different ways to get a green card in the United States, and Joaquin is probably going to ask me some tax questions about the impacts of getting a green card. And we'll go over some hypotheticals and just ask a number of questions uh, so that we can get some information to you so if you're a person considering getting a green card or a person considering starting a business in the United States or ever becoming a tax resident in the United States there's gonna be some good valuable information in this video and if you want ever more um, follow up on this you can just contact us so with the comments below the messages whatever there's a lot of ways to find us on the internet okay so without any more uh, of a uh, prelude I, I want to say a different way of saying without further ado but without any more prelude yeah oh Joaquin yes and your opinion right now Are uh, we not gonna do uh, okay no I'm just gonna ask you a question just, just jump in. Through all right oh and your opinion right now if you're a, a, a well-educated um, semi notorious uh, um, accomplished individual with resources what's your what's your way that you're getting a green card What's what's what are you gonna recommend? What's the easiest way to do it right now if you're all of the, if you're like accomplished, you have some resources, and you're from a let's say you're from an E two country too, whatever, everything. You already answered my the question, man. No, take the green card. Uh, I'm just playing.
1: Um, all right, so you know, there's several ways. I mean, depending obviously on the circumstances and the profile of the client. Uh, you mentioned that the you know, example client uh, has been, I don't know, pretty good in their own Industry, I
0: guess. Um, I guess the Renowned. question. The question. I guess the question is more like, what in terms of like the EB one, two, three, and five, what's the best chance of getting accepted, and what's the fastest?
1: Okay. Well, right now, obviously, things are moving slow, regardless. So, uh, doesn't really matter. But I mean, there's several different types of visas, like you mentioned, EB one, EB two. So that's depending on your abilities, whether or not you have something considered as extraordinary ability, an exceptional ability. Um, right now it would be more important if it has to deal with the economy or if it deals with uh, the health environment
0: right also oh, so accomplished doctors that type be, of stuff yeah um, so like an EB 1 or 2 be better for someone who qualifies for yeah, both
1: for sure for sure I mean you can do EB 1 or 2 but I mean if you have the resources as well you mentioned that you can always go for the good old EB 5 but you have to have you know at least nine hundred thousand um, dollars there's two sort of two types of EB-5s. Um, just to explain it quickly, one where you you know, basically just hand out the $900,000 and, and it's managed in what it's called a regional center. You don't really have any uh, contribution besides the financial contribution. You don't really run or operate anything. Uh, the other one is if you do at least 1.8 got gonna employ at least 10 Americans. Um, and then you can have a hands-on, you know, running the operation and all that obviously those are pretty huge figures but uh, another way of doing this is perhaps doing a relatively speaking smaller investment which will be through an e2 and then eventually we can move on to a visa that's going to lead you to uh, to a residency Um, regardless obviously all all these uh, avenues will lead to tax consequences so uh, this is where Joaquin, I want to ask
0: you. I, I want to answer your question. You didn't answer my question. Just, I want you to pick your favorite visa. Just pick your favorite one.
1: My favorite visa? What's,
0: if if you can do any of them, you didn't answer the question. If you can pick any, if you qualify for every visa, which one would you do right now? If you qualify for any, for
1: the National Interest uh, Waiver Visa. The EB3? The, no, it would be EB2.
0: The EB2, okay. The EB2 because National Interest Waiver. Because that's the
1: one waiver. that there, are you know, there's a higher probability of getting approved right now since you, you can't really... Um, have anybody come in with a new green card now you know, until past uh, you know January 1st
0: perfect that's exactly what I was looking for so, the yeah. EB2 NIW I didn't know that that was the answer but yes okay that will be the best one so I'd in think. summary if you qua- if you're rich with means and you're accomplished and you d- have done everything and you want to come to the US you don't have to be rich but you have to be just accomplished just
1: jumping in into a little of things that we look into as, you know has there been any, any circulation in the media about the work that you've done and the stuff that you've done your accomplishments have you received any you know sort of uh, international or national recognized awards uh, you've been a judge um, in a panel that judges of uh, people who are doing things within your industry uh, you know there are several variables that you can take and, into consideration
0: and um, for the the that's and that's very interesting for the I'm sorry to yeah, take yeah. over the kind of questions and no just problem. crush you with questions but for all the clients that we've Um, met and worked with because you know generally you do the immigration and then I work with them on the tax planning that's kind of how we do it together Um, most of these people the process takes so long that they have time to get a lot of these things put together Correct. like if you want to do the application you can just make a panel and be the judge of it or whatever you know and like publish some good articles yeah so but through that's a good thing
1: so I mean building up the case takes a little bit and I mean you can always build your profile so you know, after we have a conversation, hey, hey perhaps you, you had an invitation to be a judge in a panel, but you didn't really have any interest on it. Yeah. And now that you're trying to come to the United States, that's one of the variables that could be looked at as a favorable um, thing for your process, so you wanna do it, right? So it, just like you said, I mean, you can work on your profile and make it better, so your chances of getting an approval are higher. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, so then let me ask you something. So we've done this before sorry i'm just i got my dog's hair like all over my pants (laughs) Uh, as usual um so talk to me a little bit about i mean i sort of know a little bit of the answer but just for for this video's sake when you come in and let's say a non-immigrant visa meaning that you're not a resident right but you're going to be here for a while like the E2, the E2, it doesn't lead you to a residency, but it allows you to be here for even up to five years. So what happens with those people in terms of taxation? Or do they have to pay the E2. same?
0: Okay. You
1: know, what's, what goes on
0: that? Great question. So Joaquin asked me, what are the tax implications of coming to the US on an E2 visa? And like, what do you need to look out for? So from that point, the first is residency. If you're going to be staying in the United States um, for less than 183 days in a, in a given year you wouldn't be a u.s resident you only pay taxes on u.s source income uh, over a three-year period it's it goes down to basically 120 days a year over a three-year period like each year so if you're staying in the u.s every year as much as you can it's basically 120 days before you become a resident so that's the biggest distinction once you're a resident then you have to pay tax on your worldwide income and it's a lot more complicated, but when you're a non-resident still, you only pay tax on your U.S. source income, which is your business income, and whatever you pay yourself, and that's a little bit easier to manage.
1: So after 183 days, you pay taxes on just your U.S. base income?
0: No, after 183 days, it's your worldwide income. Oh, it's worldwide. After 183 days, so, so, that, gets, so that means that, uh, it doesn't mean you're necessarily paying more taxes, it just means you have to report a lot more stuff. So if you if you're from a high tax country, then you you might be okay. But it, the new the new rules and the new laws uh, put in place in 2018 kind of make it unfavorable for people who own foreign companies personally, because if there's any profits that are left in the company, basically that would be taxed by the the owner the individual. And it's definitely case by case basis, and there's different ways to set it up. But the important part to know here is that uh, if you have foreign companies. And you have uh, foreign bank accounts, and you have any kind of thing, any kind of money generating activity outside of the United States. When you're a U.S. resident, you have to report everything.
1: So, is there any way that you can sort of um, dwindle down, you know, the taxation if you have some sort of a structuring prior to arriving in the states and you know getting to that 183rd day?
0: Yeah, so obviously, if you if you do some pre-immigration tax planning, we're going to advise you based on your situation on how to structure everything. Uh, the short answer is that if you're paying taxes in your home country, if you're from like the, if you're from Europe, for example, where the tax rates are generally higher than they are in the United States, then you won't. If if you structure the right way, you won't have any additional tax. There's no double taxation, especially in treaty countries where there's a tax treaty. The and If you're from a low tax country and you basically don't pay any taxes, that's when you're going to be in a lot of trouble because you at this point you're going to have to report everything and pay at least to the U.S. tax rates. So that's kind of, a, that's that's the idea there. So this was another uh, quick episode of Account vs. Attorney. We talk about the best ways to get a green card. Joaquin talked to through a lot of them, but really if you uh, are a little bit famous in your field, the EB2, NIW is the best option, and from my from my, my comments here in this video is basically, uh, when you become a resident, you have to report everything.
1: All right, well thank you uh, for being with us, and once again, please don't forget to hit that ravishing like button.
0: I'm ravishing, yeah. Thanks for watching the video everyone, and a comment if you wanna know anything else. Happy to share. Have oh, a good one.